Well, Broads, this episode is brought to you by Adam and Eve. If you are looking to turn up the heat in the bedroom, Adam and Eve is the one-stop shop for anything and everything you or your partner could possibly need. Everything from lingerie and bondage to toys and oils and so much more broads. Plus, select almost any one item and you'll get 50% off. And if you enter code chatty at checkout, the gifts keep coming. That is right. Enter in code chatty at checkout and you'll get 10 free gifts from Adam and Eve plus free shipping. You heard that right, broads. 10 free gifts plus free shipping when you enter code chatty at adamandeve.com. You don't want to miss this, broads. That's code chatty, C-H-A-T-T-Y at checkout at adamandeve.com. Well, hello there, broads. So just wanted to hop on here quickly and give you a heads up about this episode. So Becca and I were planning to address um, the past tweets of Taylor Nolan's that have just resurfaced. Uh, on Thursday's episode at length, um, giving us a little more time to process. Also, we were planning on listening to Taylor uh, Taylor's podcast episode that she said she would be putting out, but we did end up discussing it for quite some time on this episode at approximately, starting at approximately around uh, 15 minutes in. And it is a very raw conversation. Um as we process and it becomes even more raw as you will hear we actually in real time in the middle of us discussing our thoughts on the matter um see taylor's most recent apology and then process that um and it is something that i am sure that we will continue to have conversations about Um, into Thursday's episode and beyond because of all of its complexities and as we continue to hear from all of you, our broad squad, um, because we really want to hold space for all of you in this um, and also continue to learn and grow ourselves. Um, With that being said, I Really hope that you will join us um, on our episode on Thursday, as I'm sure we will continue this conversation and also have a conversation about Rachel Lindsay and ways to uh, actively support Rachel Lindsay right now. Um, Also a conversation about Emmanuel Acho, who is going to be our new After the Final Rose host. We are very excited about that um, and a lot more. So, um With that all being said, just wanted to give you all a heads up about that. We love you all very much and are grateful for all of you. And let's get into this. And welcome to another episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Well, hey there, broads. How are you all doing? Were you guys able to stay awake through the Women Tell All? I mean, Becca, I'll be real with you. <laughs> that was maybe one of the slowest tell- tell-alls ever. Talk about a difference between Peter's tell-all. And let me let me, let, let me let you know what made me just like my brain was reeling. I'm like, what this shows me is probably two things. One women probably weren't as dramatic as the producers like 
the 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 level of them being locked up having to quarantine not being able to travel was probably just making them more intense and it was way more stirred up than it normally would be probably producers in people's ears lots of frankenbiting in fact so much frankenbiting i saw like some reel of it uh the other day in this season so far that you go okay i think maybe we can tell by the tell-all that the drama in general is probably way less. I disagree. Really? I think this shows the power of the audience. Oh, interesting point. Interesting point. I, now from my perspective, I remember, I remember when I was on The Bachelor and of course, I mean, I don't know. There's something about when you're getting hyped up behind the scenes, backstage, you're ready to walk out into a crowd of people. You're peeking behind the curtains. Everyone's buzzing. You can hear all the audience talking. They've got right. they've got handlers making sure the audience stays quiet. Everyone's wearing t-shirts with different people's faces on it. And you are back you are being held backstage for a few hours until it's time. The the nerves are are you know, bubbling to the surface. You're like trying to figure out what you're going to say. And when you get out there, you know, people are cheering. You're noticing how many people clap for this person. You notice how loud people are cheering for this person. You hear the booing for this person, you know. And then when you talk, you get real-time reactions. And so, you know, the audience loves the drama. So when you say some shit, even if it's mean or wild, you hear the audience going, oh, or like, ah, or so. And it fuels you and you keep going. Okay, you know what? That makes so much sense. Also, I would imagine if you hear the audience cheer for you louder than your quote unquote opponent in the intro, then you're like, yes, I am more powerful. The people like me more. I am able to like feel confident interesting or vice versa you get you get in a corner and you're kind of like i gotta really make my point because everyone thinks you know blah 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 i I just remember my drama with uh like tia for instance and i remember just like analyzing all of the audience reactions as they were playing out in real time and it definitely influenced how i reacted and the shit i said that i maybe maybe wouldn't have if there's only seven other people in the room yeah no totally that makes so much sense I did did not think about that. I mean, if yeah, I guess if there's just camera people, you're very aware of the words that you choose to use. Yeah, you're not going to wild out, to be honest. Like how embarrassing if you're just going off on a crazy rant in front of like 10 people. (laughs) true. If I have people going, yes, yes, I'm like, I run this fucking world, baby. It's so true. Yeah, definitely a Victoria character would have probably been going real hard in the paint if like she would have been getting any sort of feedback from the audience. Maybe though. I was actually surprised at how humbled and just like sad Victoria was. I was kind of that's what I'm saying. That's what I was saying. Like in general, though, everyone did seem way more mellow in general, even though the but also Victoria, she was humbled and sad. But also it (laughs) at least before Matt came out, the initial like, well, but like, are you sensitive (laughs) situation? I was like, oh, God, that's, you know, it's almost like we saw two halves of Victoria and I feel like a lot got edited out. I felt like in the first half of the tell all she was really like her victorious self and then the second half mm-hmm. i'm just like did someone like really go off on her and like we missed that or something or like well 
okay, this is the part two of what I was thinking. Okay. So we know because Chris Harrison was on the show and they had the nice little asterisk at the top that said previously recorded on February 4th to make sure that everyone knew that they were not condoning that Chris Harrison was on the show. Um, But, you know, I wonder, like, how much did they edit out? Because they were talking about editing. editing. Wow. Um, Did did they edit out a lot of Chris Harrison's uh, conversation? Uh, did they edit out some of the drama that maybe maybe focused on Queen Victoria um, coming at maybe one of the BIPOC girls? Yeah, I'm wondering with the audience saying, hey, we're not like we're not OK with the amount of like how the show has been centering like all these dramatic white women like we'd like to see more of the contestants mm. of color. Maybe there were certain things that they were like, this is not going to go over well. We need to cut this out. Um, also, I noticed that Piper posted on her Instagram, which I found really interesting, and it made me wonder what potentially they edited out. Maybe they didn't, but Piper did post, um, let me pull her, her page up quick. She posted, um, a photo of her saying, we need to talk. And it's a photo of her from the women tell all. And maybe I'm reading into it, but it makes me feel like there was maybe, a more intense conversation had interesting with Chris Harrison when she sat in the hot seat or maybe with some of the women that they cut out because again, maybe I'm reading into the caption, but I don't know if um, you got clips or heard Piper on, um, on bachelor happy hour when she was with Rachel, uh, Lindsay and Becca K. Um, but she had some like really powerful things that she talked about involving when the, when Heather showed up and, the women and her reaction to Heather. Um, and I was wondering if that was going to be a conversation maybe on the show, on the on the Women Tell All. And when, when she wrote that caption, I'm like, oh, is she going to like have these conversations? Did they edit out portions of Chris Harrison maybe not giving a proper response to certain things? I'd be curious to hear from her. Interesting. Well, Broads, we have to take a quick pause. Here's the thing. Um, when I have a million things on my plate, the last thing I want to do is take the time to put together a healthy meal for myself nine times out of ten. But mom is hungry. And whatever your day holds, you need power-packed nutrition food, nutritious food to help you get through. And Daily Harvest is the company that gives you nutritious food in just minutes. You missed the opportunity for a good play on words. You could have said, when I have a million things on my plate, I need something on my plate. And I need it quick. Oh, oh, wow. That's mm-hmm. very good. That's I mean, very good. You can good. make a note for next time. Um, anyway. I definitely <laughs> will. I'll add that to the... <laughs> Daily Harvest is my go-to for healthy, delicious food. I love Daily Harvest. They offer so many amazing meal and snack options that are built on organic fruits and vegetables. They're delivered right to your door. Everything is stored in your freezer so it doesn't go bad until you're ready to eat it. And you can always have something on hand. And like Jess said, everything is ready to go in minutes. I mean, this is awesome because I always buy you know, kale and spinach and whatnot, and it just wilts to death in my fridge. But I can eat those same organic, nutritious ingredients straight from my freezer with Daily Harvest. They have you covered for any time of day, too. You can try one of their delicious smoothies for breakfast, trick your kids into eating fruits and vegetables. You can have a soup or flatbread for lunch, a harvest bowl for dinner. They even have plant-based scoops for dessert and tons of other treats to get you through the day. They are delish. Mm -hmm. 
It's so delish. The food tastes so good. It's almost hard to believe, but I swear Daily Harvest uses no preservatives or artificial sugars, no artificial anything, actually, and they're in the process of transitioning to 100% compostable, recyclable, plant-based, and renewable fiber packaging. Okay, it's amazing. I love that. We love them. Good food that's good for the planet. Count me in, honey. Get started today. Go to dailyharvest.com. Enter promo code chatty and you'll get $25 off your first box. That's promo code chatty for $35 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. Dailyharvest.com. Well, no matter what stage of life you are in, it is imperative that you know what's going on in your body. So whether you're just starting to think about a future family, you're deciding what your next chapter of life looks like, or you're concerned about a possible possible reproductive issue, Modern Fertility is the at-home fertility test you need to make the best decisions for your future no matter what. All it takes is a simple finger prick and you'll get all the information you need. Seriously, the info is so comprehensive. You're going to get access to things like your egg count, menopause timing, how your hormone levels look, and you'll be alerted if there are any potential red flags in your results. So if you were to get these tests done at a doctor's office, you could be looking at well over $1,000, but with Modern Fertility, you're going to pay only $159 to get the same info, and the test is done in the comfort of your own home. It is so simple to do, and after you complete the test, mail it back in with the prepaid label, and you'll have your results before you know it. Uh, Modern Fertility even lets you talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to go over your results and your options for next steps. Modern Fertility is the first step in making the best decision for your future. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash chatty. So that means your test will cost $129 instead of the hundreds or thousands it could cost at a doctor's office. You can get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash chatty. That's modernfertility.com slash chatty. Okay, also a couple things because we didn't talk about it off the bat. Thursday... We are going to be covering everything in Bachelor news recently. Yes. It's a lot. Speaking of we need to talk. Speaking of we need to talk. um, So we are going to be getting into numerous conversations involving Bachelor Nation on Thursday. There's a lot of news. There's a lot to talk about. But very specifically, we do want to have an elongated conversation about the tweets that surfaced from Taylor Nolan. And about her response. And about her response. That's what I really want to talk about. But, um, You know, there's a few things that I want to say. Obviously, I want to get into it um, in detail. There's... She's supposed to be putting out a podcast while we're recording this on Monday. She's supposed to be putting out a podcast today. Um, Hopefully she does and we can then listen to it because I'm very interested to hear her podcast response because she's had now, I think, two apologies within the past like 24 hours. One she took down, replaced with another one. Um, If you don't know what we're talking about, uh, Taylor Nolan had tweets from um, between seven and 10 years ago. Uh, resurface that they were, dis- were they were disgusting. They were the worst I've ever seen in Bachelor Nation by far. Like horrible. Yeah. And I have a few. I literally wrote down. I'm like I have a, f- a few bullet points of just 
before and Beck and I wanted to give it a beat because I know especially for myself like okay I read what I thought were all the tweets um because I had read maybe 15 to 20 pages worth of them so I thought that I had read all of them and then maybe about an hour ago I ended up seeing even more um so we read the tweets looked at Taylor's apology listened to Taylor's apology going to be listening to her podcast hopefully um been ingesting others different different people's responses and perspectives listening to people who are much wiser than I and there were a few things that I wanted to say and I just kind of brought them out with a few bullet points before going into detail on Thursday's show um First and foremost, one, the tweets were absolutely horrific, like you said. And I just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge anyone who was affected by these tweets, triggered, hurt, feeling unsafe. And when I say anyone, I mean they reached the gamut. I, I'm 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 talking about I can't think of like Asian folks, <laughs> Indian folk, Jewish folk. Um, you know, the LGBTQIA community, um, people in big, bigger bodies. Like, I, I, I mean, there's people no, like literally mental everyone health disorders, mental disabilities, physical, dis- like just like everything. Yes. People who have disabilities. It, it was everything. And, and I, you know, I just wanted to say, like, I, I just wanted to say that I want to make sure that we make space for any and all people who feel unsafe and hurt by this. Um, you know, I, I'm, I don't by any means want to center myself in this, but I know at least just to like make someone feel less alone. Like I know personally for myself, um, you know, I have bipolar disorder. I have been 5150. I have attempted suicide. There were tweets coming, especially from someone who's in the mental health profession who had had her degree when some of these tweets came out that were beyond upsetting and hurtful. And I can't imagine how other folks who saw these tweets that were even more intense whatever they may, may be about um focused on whatever group no just, just you're you're 100% allowed to focus yourself in this because you are fe- like y- like because in talking about this like her tweets were harmful to virtually like everyone in some way because as i was telling you like you know i love people like very deeply who fall into these categories and to see this was like made to see the things that she wrote made my like stomach turn they were they were nauseating because they were so just dark and disgusting and you're 100 percent to allow to take a moment to center your feelings in seeing things that must have been honestly completely triggering and hurtful and hateful, you know? And yeah, anyway, just you 100% get permission to, to say that. Well, I, you know, I just, I I did want to take just a, a moment and really just acknowledge how all these different groups of people must be feeling right now. Um, especially coming from, Taylor, who has been such a advocate. Um, So that was my first point. My second point was the apology did not sit right to me personally. 
at all. Um, my third point was I'm not sure why the tweets weren't deleted or if they weren't deleted, why they weren't regularly addressed. Um, I want to talk about that more on Thursday. Um, but then four, accountability is action, not words, right? So Taylor has put in a lot of work and we've seen for the past few years the immense amount of work that she has put into these spaces um, and been such a huge advocate and I don't want to then negate the work that has been done. Um, Fifth, I'm not a black woman. I am not a biracial woman. So when certain things are brought up that she's hearkening to, I don't have a space to say how she felt because I am not a black or biracial woman. Um, And lastly, I feel like this is just going to be a really nuanced conversation that is going to have to have legs and be like, going to be something that I know personally for myself I'm not an expert. I think I'm going to make mistakes processing this. Um, And I just want to say, at least for me personally, like I want to hear from people. I want to hear where I can like see different perspectives and process this. But I just wanted to say I have like two, I have these two feelings that I feel like are going to be very nuanced. Like I said, the horrific tweets, the apology not sitting well, Um, And then on the other hand, the vast amount of work that has been done um, and then not wanting to negate that and what is moving forward and what does accountability actually look like um, in this situation. So, yeah, Yeah. to me, there's just (laughs) I don't know. I have a lot more to say on Thursday and I will be interested in what she has to say on this podcast on the podcast. But I mean, I'm sorry. An excuse is an excuse. And Taylor is someone who picks apart everyone's apology. And has all like, oh, my God, there's just so much to unpack. Like something that just comes to mind for me is like how, you know, she's we've everyone's been really vocal about how like it doesn't matter if it was done in 2018 or 2021 in light of the whole Rachel conversation with Chris Harrison. And then the first lines in in Taylor's apology is like my tweets from 10 years ago. Really? Like so much of Taylor's apology and so much of her written statements are like almost like taken out of the textbooks that she's written on how not to make an apology. So in that, to me, there is so much arrogance of Taylor thinking that she doesn't have to follow the rules that she has explained and set out. And that's just so it is just, it, it does leave a bad taste in your mouth. And it's like, yeah. And so I hope that that's addressed on the podcast. But I mean, that's just one small portion of like, I mean, how can you say the tweets were left up as part of your journey, but then also harp so much on how the tweets were dug up by people who were trying to negate her work? Like if (laughs) if you left them up on purpose, like then why would you care if they were dug up? Like, why would that matter? And not to mention even if you didn't leave them up on purpose, which by the way, that's that's bullshit because Taylor didn't admitted she didn't even remember all the other tweets that she did because initially she only uh, addressed the tweets that 
Um, she only made an apology to the BIPOC community and then was like, oh, wait, I didn't remember all these tweets that I tweeted about fat people, ugly people, like, uh, you know, everything else under the sun. A lot of anti, a lot of anti-Semitism as well. Oh, well. I didn't even see that. Like, <sighs> yeah, it was really bad. There was well, also <laughs> I do want to include um, sexual assault. Oh, my God. Survivors that that was. Yeah. No. Ah, uh, 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 so I know, I know. so. You like so you left that up on purpose, but then you don't even remember all of these things that you said. Like, okay, so just admit that that was bullshit, and then it doesn't matter who dug up this shit. Why are you focusing on who dug it up? What matters is that you said horrible, hateful, disgusting, vile, cruel things, cruel yeah. things, beyond internalized and. I, I, you know, like you said, the conversation is nuanced. And I think that there are a lot of areas where I can understand what she was saying when she was talking about her personal experience. But cruelty to people just call, you know, saying how these people are disgusting and ugly and embarrassing for their rolling backpacks and all this stuff. That is just plain mean, awful, like just just like cruel is the word that keeps coming to mind. And you you. (laughs) I just want to hear a fucking apology. And I think that's how most people felt. And like I said, as someone who has been the, you know, kind of like the apology gatekeeper and has made a lot of great points, like you said, a lot of great points about other people's apology. Hold yourself to the same accountability. It's just, no, I, 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 I completely, I completely agree with everything you're saying. It's when I make the points earlier, it's like it's the it's the nuance of the conversation because of the fear. Truly, for me, my biggest fear in this is the loss of seeing the actual work that has been done when it comes to like how much how many in- incredibly important conversations she's had and that a group of people don't then just come in and then go, well, all of this is discounted. Not, I'm not even necessarily talking about because of Taylor. Yeah. I'm talking about because of the power of the conversations. Yeah. And especially all the other t- people that Taylor has worked with and the voices that she's amplified, that then my biggest concern is then that is just fully discounted um, when it comes to... You know, I mean, to be completely honest with you, the other side. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and so that's my fear. But at the same time, too, I completely agree with everything you're saying. I really, I really, really hope and pray because I do feel like the apology was pushed and kind of rushed. Which I is think just, that, again, it's ironic to me uh, with these conversations of like, these people need to make statements within 24 hours it's like well yeah i mean this is actually well, and you and i have always been more of the belief of like now granted i'm not Six down weeks. with like a <laughs> yeah i'm not down with like a, it's a month later vibe but giving yourself yeah. a day or two to process to process to also let's be real here taylor's been in a position for the past couple weeks where she has been in the bachelor like swamp with all the shit that's been coming out with Chris Harrison. I'm sure the amount of messages she's been receiving and probably at this, at a point of mass exhaustion. In fact, she had been posting about that for the past like week beforehand that potentially a moment of stepping back and not a response that was 
defensive. Sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. A lot of thoughts. Yeah. A lot of thoughts. I think, um, <laughs> totally lost my train of thought. I think just, you know, it comes down to not saying this, like I'm the, like I'm the best at this either. It's like, I do think that we need to have grace for people. I do. I do think though, it's like, you know, it's disturbing to see that Taylor Nolan is a, ugh, we'll talk about more on Thursday, but that like she's a counselor yeah. and that she's, you know, there's these tweets when she was a practicing licensed therapist telling, saying that people should harm themselves who have, I mean, and I, you know, I, I did, I did receive, um, I received numerous messages from people who are in the mental health um, world uh, profession yeah. Yeah. and they were, you know, extremely distraught about everything um and someone did point out to me that in 2012 that taylor did receive a suicide prevention gatekeeper certificate which to me then like again as someone who has attempted suicide personally like and then seeing the tweets between 2012 and 2014 i'll just say that you know again for all the tweets that harmed people like give yourself give yourself the right to feel extremely upset and it's okay that you feel unsafe and honestly I will say this to be you know initially I received a ton of messages in the past 24 hours with people saying like speak out about how you feel like denounce Taylor Nolan's tweets and my initial response in a defensive way was kind of like okay you know me. You do you think that I support these tweets? Of course I'm going to denounce them. But then I realized it's like, but they felt safe with Taylor. Mm. And so, of course, there's this desire to be like, please speak out. And I, I you know, I'm not saying that I necessarily think that it's the right thing to, to flood people's DMs and, and, and demand uh, statements all the time. But I just wanted to say to those people who were sending those messages and really wanting a response quickly, though sometimes people aren't capable of providing that because of their emotional space, know that you are seen mm. and understood because you do feel unsafe right now and i'm saying right now for becca and myself we absolutely denounce every single one of those and yeah i know that's it yeah and i um i think the apologies have been in my opinion horribly insufficient um anyway yeah. we'll go more into that but also yeah. it's just like before i forget this too i just find it like so ironic that this whole platform was given to Taylor through The Bachelor and Taylor speaks out, you know, all the time about how Bachelor producers need to vet contestants for their social media behavior. And it's just so horribly ironic to me that if that had been done, Taylor should not have been on the show and would not have this platform. So that's where I'm saying, like, have some fucking humility. Yeah. Like, I know that you have done... (sighs) Okay, okay, whatever. We're moving on. We're moving on. We're going to talk about this Thursday. I'll see what she has to say on the podcast. I'll say more then. Otherwise, I'm just going to get into another spiral because I'm just fucking pissed off about the whole situation. And oh, there's a response right now. Three minutes ago. What? On Taylor. There was a response right now on Taylor's page. Three minutes ago. Oh, seriously? Yesterday's response was a reaction and not an apology. I'm sorry I didn't take a second to come correct. I owe you all an apology. 
There is no question or defending that every word of my old tweets are harmful, wrong, triggering, and incredibly upsetting to the communities that I identify with and that I support. I'm so sorry to the folks that were triggered and re-traumatized by seeing the hurtful words from my past. The views I held eight plus years ago were vile and unacceptable and are completely removed from the values and principles I hold today. Those words were a way for me to deflect from my own internalized racism, misogyny, and ignorance. Still, they cause harm, and I'm accountable for that harm. To my allies, friends, and folks who I have hurt, who have stood by me and supported me throughout the years, I'm sorry. To the LGBTQI plus community, I'm so sorry for how my words have hurt you and perpetuated harm and intolerance to the community. To the women and survivors of sexual assault, I apologize for the way my words have re-traumatized, triggered, and disappointed you. To those struggling with long-standing mental illness, I'm so sorry for my intolerance and lack of empathy and understanding at that time. To the Asian, Jewish, and BIPOC community, I'm sorry for how my words perpetuated unfounded and damaging stereotypes. To those struggling with body shame and fat phobia, I'm incredibly sorry for my hurtful statements. You deserve so much better. I'll continue to unpack and fight against the harm around fat phobia. No one deserves to experience and relive the hurt these words have caused. I'm deeply committed to unlearning, learning, and working to be better every day and doing that work in my professional, personal, private, and public life. I'm determined to continue using my platform as a space to elevate all voices and bring forward growth and healing from my words. I'll continue the work and I'll share my process along the way as well as share the work I've done up until this point. Again, I'm sorry. I may not have stood with you then, but I will continue to stand with you today. I mean, that's a proper apology. Yeah. I love that we got that in real time. I have a lot of feelings. I feel really Mm. emotional for some reason. Like, I kind of feel like I want to cry. Yeah, no, I I hear you. She talked about Mexicans, too. I don't know if that technically falls under BIPOC, but she said shit about Mexicans, too. About Mexican men being creepy. Ugh. I, you know, it's definitely a, um, it's a proper apology. Um, I'm still interested to listen to the podcast episode that I'm hoping is still going to come out. Um, yeah, you know, I don't from, know. From like, here, yeah, go ahead. I, I know from here to me, it's, it's the same thing that I, that I would say about in any situation. It's like, Okay, so Taylor has it shown over numerous years that she has clearly been doing the damn work. But now this is a different thing. So what's the work going to look like now? So how is that going to look now? Because there's been severe damage that has been done again, though those tweets were from a while back. Like you said, they're so horrific that it's like, what are you what what's going to happen now? Like how are we going to move forward? And so I'm just very interested to see I mean, what that looks like. Look. I still like you know I have not done like I 
I don't know how how else to frame this, but and I know that this probably isn't the proper way to think about it or like the correct way because there is a lot more nuance. Like, um, you know, Taylor is a biracial black woman. She has dedicated kind of like her social whole social media page to like talking about um, so many of these issues. So like, I I don't want to like I, I I haven't been able to stop. Um, thinking about this whole situation in terms of myself, which, yeah. um, it, like I said, it's kind of like silly and I know it's not like the correct thing to do because there are so many, like, I'm, I do not do half the, like, the work that she puts in on her Instagram, not even a quarter of the work. I just haven't, I haven't been able to stop thinking about like, what if, like, all, what if all these things surfaced, you know? Like, what if I had said all these things? Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, I know this is the right apology. It's just like after everything that I saw yesterday, we're recording this on Monday. It just is like, I don't know. I just feel like it's the same thing we would say about any other contest or like any other person, like bachelor person. It's just like, it's the right thing to say, but like a little too fucking late after like your, your true color showed about like how you felt. And after you responded in real time and we saw you like deflect and make excuses and like that just continues to really like bother me about this if I'm just being completely honest and I know I'm probably like I should probably come with a little bit more compassion. Um I just like <sighs> There no, I, I I hear you. I you, hear you. You know there's just like so much There's, I think, I think a lot of what it is, at least when I, cause I hear, I hear exactly what you're saying. And like I said, the reason there, it's hard for me to have this conversation because of the, of the nuance of the previous work up until literally like this moment. Um, also again, the fact that I am a white woman right now talking about this. So it's like, I don't feel like I can speak into to this to a certain like I mean I can talk about how I feel about some of the tweets but from her perspective so for me there's all those there's there's those massive pieces but at the same time I think a lot of it does have to do with the because of Taylor's a lot of how she's been very vocal about like the apology needs to be face to face not typed out you shouldn't ever like dis uh what is it um uh take the comments down like all those types of things, I think. So I think that's where it's a little bit like you're just it's 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 as it's coming. It's it is it is difficult to process. No, it's because she it's because like what I what I saw in the past like 24 hours is that she thinks she's an exception. And and I know that it is nuanced because of the work she's done. But like you, she should still isolate this and and approach it as she expects everyone else to approach their situations. Yeah, yeah I like, agree. No one gets a pass for saying this kind of shit. Like, no one gets a pass for saying this kind of shit. And it felt like she felt like she was deserved of a pass. Like, that's what that mm-hmm. felt like. And that's what, like, I, I got a couple messages from people that, you know, were like, you know, you know, we all we all have our past, like, we, and we've all done things in the past. And you know, and what I just responded individually to those people when I saw them come come up is I was just like, my biggest my biggest issue, well, maybe not my biggest, but I think the reason I'm responding is because the issue here is the response. 
This response yeah. that she posted now should have been the first response. And because of her arrogance, like it wasn't. And yeah. I, I think like, I honestly think the right way for her to move with her page, at least for a bit of time, is for her to step down and to prioritize other people's voices on her platform. Maybe voices of the kinds of people that she's harmed. Yeah. You know, like other marginalized groups. Like, yes, Taylor is part of a marginalized group. Like, I don't know. I'm just like, pass over your platform to some other people for a, a bit of time. I think a lot of people, what I'm seeing and what I'm hearing you say is that there is major trust that has been broken. And I think that's going to be the journey of like, what is this going to look like for you to truly earn back um, an audience who has really like I know for myself personally Taylor has done a massive amount of good in my life like I've learned so much from listening to Taylor's podcast from from the work that Taylor's put out from the especially like as well from the people who she's had on her podcast and voices who she amplifies and so you know I I when this all came out yes the the, the trust was massively broken and it's incredibly painful because you're like oh I it was this person that I so admired and whose platform I very gratefully gleaned so much from. So it's, it's, yeah, what you're saying is it's like, I think I'm, I'm very interested how, how movement moving forward is going to be to earn back. Well, it's like trust. I, I don't know. I'm sorry. Like with, I, I don't think she should be, a practicing psychotherapist right now, to be honest, I don't. Like, I don't. There's tweets showing that she was talking about her clients on Twitter. Like, even if you've worked through that and you're not talking about people the same way on Twitter, like, she was a licensed therapist during that time talking about her clients on a public platform. So, like, what? Now is she, you know, talking to her boyfriend about clients? Like... What? I don't, I'm just yeah. like, the whole thing just pisses me off. I'm sorry. I'm just like, I am feeling this in real time. And I don't know. It just seems like a lot. <sighs> she, 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 she's, she apologized in the store and just, she posted more stories right now. And she's still wearing this blue shirt that says like depression. And it's just like, for someone who, like I said, has unpacked these apologies, I'm just like, I don't know. And then like, so this is where, you know, when we are analyzing people's apologies and I feel like this is what I've heard her say about other people in the past. So then now what is this? Was this apology just because people pushed her to it? Because her, her pure apology, her pure reactions in the 12 hours following all this stuff surfacing this, this is now the apology after almost everyone in the comments section of her prior apologies was like, this is bullshit, this is bullshit, this is bullshit, this is bullshit. So where is this coming from? Like, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like I've heard her say that about other people before. It's like, maybe I'm being a little too harsh. I don't know. I really don't know. And I, and I could be wrong. Um She didn't she didn't talk about like the ableism, didn't address the ableism in this apology. I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's like I I, I, I mean, a part of me also wonders, I'll be real with you, like the, and this is part of me wonders if she hasn't even seen some of these tweets, because I'll be real with you, Becca. 
there are like a hundred that I've seen, maybe more. I know, I know. And I so know, it's like, I you know. wonder there's if like, even Like you said, there's seen. more coming out this morning. Yeah, that's true. I just, I literally just that's, saw, yeah. like, I saw some about an hour ago that involved a quote about, I, I, I can't even say it because it's just, yeah. I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I'm with you right now. I'm processing with you. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I, I think what you're saying is right. And I thought about this yesterday too, because I was starting to get messages from people who were like, you know, I always hated her or whatever. And it's like, well, fuck, you know, like this is the, some people are people who didn't want to hear what she had to say about, you know, about, about dismantling white supremacy and about unpacking like the, the hatefulness in, inside of each of us. And I hate that side of it, that people are like, have a reason now to um, invalidate what she said. And so I don't, I, I don't think that it should invalidate any work she's done in the past. You know what I think that this showed, to be completely honest, with the way that she was responded and showing. I mean, I know 2013 was a long time ago. And I know I've come a long way from 2013, but it's also, I don't know. Like when that, that's a lot. It's a lot is all I'm saying. I just don't know if she's like in a, I don't know if she's in a place right now to, I, I don't know if I feel like, like I want to hear like her advice and her, preaching on her platform anytime soon like I don't know if that I feel like that's appropriate so I will be interested to see where her social media goes but I'm just like I just yeah and I and I just want to continue to just like affirm though for like those individuals who like myself have gleaned a lot from Taylor's work up until literally this day um to not negate the impact that it has has had on you and the teaching yeah. and the growth that you've had from that. Because like I said, I know personally, like I've learned so much from Taylor and just because then this comes out and then the apologies come out, um, the initial ones that are not, that do, do not sit right, um, that those specific episodes or IGTVs or whatever that really helped you grow, like just, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I yeah. just, I just, I that that's that's just been for me in this whole thing that I just keep. It's just being like weighing so heavy on my mind is just that there's just been so much positive work that's come out from her in recent years that I just like, and I think about all the the people who it's helped grow or helped um help grow, and so you know I I just yeah I don't know I just have a lot of well there someone posted this quote from herself from from taylor sometimes part of accountability is losing your position of power and that's okay so taylor you need to be okay with losing your position of power and you probably should be held accountable and lose your license and to be honest i can't say i disagree with that personally so anyway well, uh, we weren't planning on talking for more than five minutes about Taylor and then bringing like, it up on Thursday episode. <laughs> so 
broads, uh, you know, hang in there with us. Thursday's episode, we'll probably continue to talk about this a little bit because I'm sure that there'll be more that has come out in the podcast uh, episode that hopefully she releases, etc. Whatever that might look like. If she but again, does, I though. also want to. If she does, I don't know. We'll see. There's also then on Thursday. I'm sure we'll still talk about all these tweets, etc. Briefly, but then we still we need to talk about on Thursday Rachel Lindsay. We need to talk about Emmanuel Acho. We need to talk about Rachel Kirkconnell. We need to talk about some other crazy Bachelor tea that came out. Anyways, broads, you know sometimes. Sometimes that's just like how the news is, you know, sometimes podcasting, you have a plan and then other things come up and it gets all, it gets all. I feel like there's some song lyrics that could like really represent how this, how I'm feeling right now. I'm trying to think of some, can't think of any, but you know what? It's, we'll figure it out. (laughs) It'll come, it'll come to one of us at some point. Do you have a Twitter? No, I do not have a Twitter. I had a Twitter for about two years, um, my last year in college, and then my first year at my job, and then I deleted it because it was so embarrassing. Dude, mine too. I always thought I had like witty things to say, and then no one would like retweet me or favorite me, and I was just like, okay, well. (laughs) I deleted my Twitter because legit every single one of my tweets, I'm literally turning red even thinking about Every single one of my tweets was me like thirsting after some famous dude and tagging him to hope that he would respond. Like trying to say funny things to get his attention or like what? Yes. yes, I yes that's because what sometimes I- it would work because sometimes it would work. I would like I would like message like all the boys from like a gossip girl at the time because I liked that show at the time. And then like I would I would uh, message random bachelor guys and it was so fucking embarrassing and thirsty. Wait. It was that and Bible verses, a Bible verse, a thirst trap, but like a thirst like <laughs> pay attention. OK, wait, do you remember um so I just deleted it because there was literally nothing about it that was not not embarrassing and I never went on it. You just reminded me. Do you remember um the guy who was the runner up on Ali's season? I think his name that was That was like, one of the guys that I thirst messaged. Girl, I commented on his Facebook page. Oh wait, not the runner up. Frank. I messaged Frank. Oh, wait, yeah. you messaged Ali's runner up. I posted on his Facebook page. I was like, what did you, what did I don't did remember. I, I said something funny and he responded. And it made my fucking day. I was like, I was like, it's okay that you came in second. Like, why don't we like run away and rob a bank together? Or I like said some shit like that, that I thought was funny. And he's like, he's like, let's do it. Like, where do we hit up first or something like that? (gasps) Yeah. Oh my God. I, I messaged Frank from Ali season who I had a crush on and he responded back to me too on Twitter. <laughs> and he was like, but I was just kind of like, Oh my God, what a tragedy. I still am in love with Frank, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, thank you. Appreciate you smile. Very basic, not flirty, but I still, I held on to that one and I went r- fucking running from there. And I started to just tag every guy and just, it was so embarrassing. Yes. yes I love that for you. And then all the other tweets, it was Bible verses, and then um, and then me messaging my roommate who was in one room with me, who was sitting next to me because I thought I was super funny that I would tweet her while she was sitting next to me because it annoyed the shit out of her, and I found it to be hilarious. Oh my god! Actually, those were my meanest tweets. Now that I'm thinking about it, me and a girl used to, you know, remember sub. I guess people probably still say it. I'm not on Twitter though. Subtweeting. 
like when you would talk about someone and but it basically sub or I think it was subtweeting. <laughs> I don't remember what it was called. Basically, when you would talk about someone and everyone would know who you're talking about, but you wouldn't actually like tag them. Oh, but you could look up. You can you can no, type no, no, in no. their name. I'm just talking and about conception. No, I'm just talking about conceptually. Like if I was like, <laughs> no, nothing about. Twitter. No, 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 no. It wasn't like a. It wasn't like a thing you could do on Twitter. It was just like if I tweeted something and everyone was like, oh my god, is that about Jess? Like, it's like that kind of thing. Just the gossip Got in high it. school. And I had a Twitter Got and it. me and this other girl. Oh my god, me and Meg. We're friends now on Instagram. We always comment back and forth to each other. Me and Megan Riley would go at it back and forth on Twitter and would sit like we would be sitting in the same classroom. Twitter is a dark place. Twitter is a dark place. And I though I don't think I ever tweeted anyone anything mean because I get very nervous. I just probably tweeted a lot of like very conservative thoughts aligned with my Bible <laughs> verse that now I'd like I would quake to be like girl okay well you know what's Let crazy about time times of changing ch- times have changed like I mean my goodness I have changed vastly in the past 10 years I'll say that much well you, well, you went on as crazy I don't think it was a, ever mean a great wrap up to this story me and Megan Riley, we got assigned to sit next to each other for graduation seating, graduation ceremony seating, which means we had to do all the graduation rehearsals sitting next to each other for three days straight. So we became like besties. And then when we graduated, <laughs> we're like, oh, my God, what party are you going tonight? Like, I'll see you there, Megs. You know, like we were like besties after that, after being just <laughs> horrible to each, after being horrible to each other, like on the Internet back and forth for months. Oh, anyway. my God. All right. Let's take a pause Any and you- let's dive into this shit. Let's talk about this women tell all. Um, there's not tons to talk about, but we gonna talk about it, okay? Sure. So we'll talk about b- the fun before stuff. we dive into that, yeah, yeah, we'll talk about fun stuff. And speaking of fun stuff, um, fun stuff. When I'm in the mood for wine broads, my grocery store strategy actually with wine is normally low risk, high reward, which sure is a sufficient way to buy wine, but also pretty boring. I end up reaching for the same bottles over and over, and very rarely do I try new varieties. Uh, I have a sneaking suspicion that I'm not the only person who shops for wine this way because of the world of wine is overwhelming, and I never know what kind of grapes I'm going to like or what's going to be with my go with my dinner that night, etc. But ever since becoming a First Leaf Wine Club member, I leave all the work to them and that leaves me to sitting back and enjoying the most delicious fun wine. And this isn't your typical wine club either. First Leaf is the first completely personalized wine club that tailors each shipment to your feedback. So this is one of my favorite things about it. They have a super specific algorithm that helps curate your future shipments based on how you rate the wines in your previous shipments. I found so many amazing bottles through First Leaf, things I would never pick up at a grocery store. And I really like that. Helps me get exploratory with my wines. And First Leaf cuts out Mm -hmm. the middleman by partnering directly with their winemakers. And in turn, they pass those savings right onto you, saving you up to 60% off retail bottle prices. I mean, you get some wild deals on First Leaf, baby, okay? I get my First Leaf shipment once a month, and it is one of my favorite boxes to see on my front porch. Evan and I always pick at least one bottle to try that first night with dinner, and so far, First Leaf has not let us down. Uh, it's always hard not to open them all up and do a little taste test, <laughs> but sometimes I'm able to resist. Uh, the wines they put in our custom shipment have been nothing short of amazing. Discover new wine like a VIP by becoming a First Leaf member. And when you join today, guys, you're going to get six bottles of wine for $29.95 and free shipping. That's a big deal. 
You just have to go to tryfirstleaf.com slash chatty. That's six bottles of wine for $29.95. What a bargain. And free shipping at tryfirstleaf.com slash chatty. I mean, wowzers. I am always blown away by that deal. Um, Well, broads, well... This is a fun little segue, but this is facts, okay? While the 80s might not have been the most fantastic decade for hair and makeup, you have to admit the design trends were so fun and so on point, which is exactly, exactly why Article's newest collection is a nod to the 1980s with furniture and home decor that's lightly inspired by 80s postmodernism, graphic elements, and fun colors. Becca, if you have not recently gone on Article, I you have to check out there. I haven't. So you fun. know, as I'm reading this copyright, Right now, I'm like trying to get to the article. I was watching your eyes. I was watching your eyes get bigger, and you're like, article.com. Oh my God. Um, well, if you're looking, I'm going to pretend like I already knew this. If you're looking to add a little pop or warmth to any space in your home, this is the article collection for you. I mean, I already loved everything article. Article makes shopping for furniture easier than ever because they combine the curation of a boutique furniture store, ooh la la, with the ease and simplicity of shopping online. Their entire site is curated into super stream design aesthetics like mid-century Scandinavian, industrial, and bohemian mean you can easily browse one design style and all of the pieces will fit together seamlessly. It's just, it's great. It makes your your life so much easier with decorating and all that. So much easier. And because Article doesn't have any showrooms or middlemen, they're able to pass on some big savings to you. On average, you'll save up to 30% over traditional retail prices. Plus, they offer free shipping on orders of $999. Uh, and all in-stock items are delivered in two weeks or less. You can even return or exchange within 30 days, totally hassle-free. I've spent more than my fair share of time deep in the depths of the internet looking for furniture when we first bought our home. And I wish. I wish I would have known about Article back then. It would have just saved me a lot of time and frustrated hours sorting through hundreds of pages of seemingly identical but slightly different pieces online. Article would have just made the whole process so much easier. So grateful for them now. You guys, also, this is a big deal. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. You guys, I just went on the website and they're ivory boucle ottoman no, I, is so cute and it's 140 dollars no, meaning if you use our code you're gonna get that for 90 instead oh my god like this yes. is perfect go buy it in my honor go to article.com slash chatty and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout that's article.com slash chatty you'll get 50 dollars off your first purchase of 100 dollars or more amazing i love it i love it i love it <laughs> love it love it love it um Oops. okay so Right. Women tell all um, definitely had a very different feel being actually back in studio. Not like how Tasha's season was in that random like hotel room oh, uh, or like hotel lobby room. <laughs> but it then also felt really weird because like you said, there was no audience, but it looked the same, but it was dead silent. Yeah. And so they did little music. I noticed like they did the mm-hmm. special, these special little music tracks, like every time they would have any kind of segue instead of the audience clapping, which is interesting. Um, yeah. So, like, all right, there's definitely some things I want to talk about here. I First and foremost, even though this isn't in order, I definitely want to talk about Katie's Bachelorette edit because Homegirl got the Bachelorette edit. She got the Bachelorette edit, and I know they said that Katie is not the Bachelorette, but I think, Mm. but I believe that uh, maybe it's not official yet, but they're definitely setting her up for it. Like, I bet they're playing... I bet they're playing to see like how the audience responds to uh, whoever Matt does not choose. Yes. Yes. 
But I don't Katie know. Got the I felt like edit. they set my girl up. Yeah. I know. I think she got the bachelor edit, but also there were there were a few like I would say unflattering moments between her and the other girls. I felt like also they set Abigail up for a potential bachelor edit too by posting the really sweet yeah. tweets um from people like Yeah. I felt like they were that they were kind of lining both of them up for a potential. I think Abigail is going to be our paradise sweetheart. That's really what I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, that's what probably. I think she's getting lined up for. I don't see her doing the bachelorette thing. Um, not for any particular reason. I just think like she's just more sweet. I think they're looking for someone a little bit more dynamic, like maybe someone like Katie to kind of shake things up a little bit. They always seem to go for bachelorettes like that, you know, like let's just kind of yeah. shake it up. Totally. Well, I think I think also, you know, you know how I feel about Michelle, my girl. Yes. Um, but. I do have to say, I think Katie or Piper could kill it as Bachelorette because they both, yeah. they, they, you know, Piper, like both Katie and Piper are really direct. I feel like they mm-hmm. could have, they're super fun and are playful. So it's kind of like how Tasha was like so playful with the, with the guys and it made the season so fun. And also the men were, I think, way more vulnerable because Tasha allowed for that. And I could see Katie and Piper being that way. Um, you know, then also Piper has the whole storyline of being like, I've been closed off for a long time mm-hmm. and now I'm going to let my walls down with all the other men. Yeah, you know, true. I don't know. It's definitely potential. I did notice they seem to sort of like leave the door open. Um, and I wonder about, pre- I just, I don't know. I like really, I don't know what's going to happen this, the end of this season. Yeah, I did see, I did see a spoiler. And I want to I want to cry because I saw a spoiler, not because of what it said, because I had somehow through all of the drama and research not found a spoiler. Yeah, I'm like, Wait, I, I want to talk about what your spoilers. <laughs> is it about? Don't okay, we can cut this my out. My spoiler, my spoiler, it has nothing to do with who is chosen in the end. Oh, okay, shit. It's not. It's not about that. And 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 honestly. But the spoiler that I heard made me feel like I know who is chosen. The, do you want me to tell you right now off off? Uh, or do you want do you want to wait? No, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Okay. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. Telling me because I want to. You know, I want to like. I want to talk about. It. But I don't want to know anything that I don't already know. All I've heard is no. about rumors about who he's chosen. He's chosen. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I do not know who he has picked in the end but i do have a spoiler that is that makes me think i know but i but is also yeah it's hard to explain i think if people have seen if if people if people have seen this because i did see it was floating around then they know exactly what i'm talking about but if yeah okay well you know we've only got like two more weeks left anyway so whatever True, um true at least at least it didn't happen early in the season i've been surprised broads i want to send you massive shouts outs because thank you. when we first started doing the recaps it was like spoiler city it was impossible Plus to people avoid being so mean yeah that's true people would intentionally try to spoil us to be like open this up you'll love it and then it was just like a and remember that one message that was like a bunch of middle fingers and like gave the spoiler because the person yes. didn't like me it was like colton picks cassie or whatever yeah, and you're no, like um but uh but anyways um 
I just want to send shouts out to the broads. Thank you so much for always keeping us so spoiler free these days and also sending us the tea. Like, God bless. So appreciative of that. (laughs) My cat is all in front of the camera right now. Get the frick (laughs) down, kitty. Get down, kitty. awkward to do with where i was sitting sorry katay um um so okay let's think so some of the main conversations first and foremost was mj and jesenia they glossed over that glossed over that also like i'm sorry come for me if you will i don't believe mj for two seconds <laughs> like no, I'd also mj was just like yeah um we're all just here to like we've we, none of us were there to tear each other down we were all there to lift each other up and like i have a strong personality so like yeah sorry not sorry that's essentially what I'm she like, said it, it very much feels like one of your other lines that you said you lead by example i feel like your <laughs> new line was like we weren't here to tear each other down and i was like well um i don't know again don't you never know about the edit but mj did not give me great vibes in the end there. So that was... And also, I will say, too, the way then that that Jasenia handled herself in that conversation was, like, to me, someone who's very much like, no, I don't regret saying what I said. I didn't I didn't tell Matt that you were, like, this crazy shitster who's really problematic in the house, but I did let him know when he asked that, like, yeah, maybe you were spurring certain things on, which we all saw to be true. Yes. Yes, 100%. Um, and that but was then that. They see, were- see, MJ is someone who I feel like she would have gone a little crazier and other girls would have little gone a little crazier had there been an audience perhaps oh definitely 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 also did i tell you that i heard that mj lives in the same apart or the same complex as tyler and matt do no i told you this <laughs> oh you told me that i'm like i heard it from somebody <laughs> dude that is so legend are you kidding me so like because you and and i were also like how rich are they how rich is she then like how loaded is mj that she's what mj she's a hairstylist i think oh yeah so she makes some good money they make that coin maybe that balayage costs honey that is takes a long time and that is expensive um but i mean the fact that they live to, like they live in the same complex just makes me absolutely giddy. And yes, you, Becca and then and I were Hilarious. talking off mic at one point about like like I was like, do you think Tyler and her will ever hook up? Because I just have this feeling that like they, I could see like them getting to know each other and kind of being like an occasional like friends with benefits situation. That's hot. I would pay for their OnlyFans. <laughs> um, Definitely. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Are no, you I was just going to talk about the new girls. Yeah, yeah. The whole conversation about the new girls with Victoria. So, okay, this. <laughs> yes, putting, holding your eye, holding your eyebrows together like you have a headache is exactly the only way to describe okay, what happened. Chelsea, Chelsea's face when, okay. What is the dancer's name? Forgive me. Pardon me? Oh, the Ryan. The dancer. Ryan. Yeah. Okay. So Ryan brought up about like, you know, they're, they're talking about the Victoria stuff. Ryan brings up like, um, you called me a hoe on TV and like, that's not fucking okay. Correct. <laughs> but Victoria said back like, but like, are you just a sensitive person? Chelsea's face in response to that where Chelsea was just like, <laughs> that I know was I meant me. to screenshot it. I was like, 
oh my that was me because i was like this is what i say when like victoria like you like chelsea was like kind of like smiling like oh my god like did she just fucking say that and that's been my response to victoria the whole time is like (sighs) disbelief just disbelief could not believe it and then when she compared when she compared her Victoria calling Ryan a hoe on national television to her being like, well, there were a bunch of memes about my bra bra straps. straps. It was like, I'm not saying that that wasn't necessarily like a bummer and maybe like hurt your feelings. I'm not trying to discount that. But what I am saying is that you called someone a hoe on national TV. Okay. Like, and, and when, when then she's saying like, Oh, oh my god when she goes when she goes um even your attitude is a lot right now and then tried to fucking call ryan out which by the way ryan had literally zero attitude ryan was just explaining what how she felt with the least amount of attitude oh no it was gaslighting because then she's like but then why are you hanging on to it then like that shows me like that was gaslighting and then eventually i loved when all the other girls were like yeah no she has a right to be kit get well, out of our girl she's like, kit from the back i'm a little bit like you know what i have so many positive feelings about kit now i'm so sorry do you know that i have now been like <laughs> Do you know that I've now been like looking at her Instagram regularly and like she is actually somebody who you see like advocating for a lot of groups like in very like clear ways with a lot of resources all the time. I'm like, you know what? I'm sorry, Kit. I've I misjudged you. I really apologize. That was a big misstep. Uh Kit, you can't like you were you were like just in the back not saying many words during this and would just occasionally come in with like the the wisdom and like the defense like that's not okay she wasn't paradise thirsty either so i will give her that i'm proud so very true very true Um, mari to me seemed i vote mari for the one who was trying to get the most paradise uh absolutely okay so we said this back to her. Katie said, I was called a bully on national TV and someone said, okay, but maybe you were. I don't know if someone said that and I loved oh, it. Oh, you, you mean how Victoria was called? You said Katie. Oh, no, Victoria said I was called a bully <laughs> yeah. on national TV. No, and then Ryan said, Ryan's like, Ryan well, uh, <laughs> perhaps that's because you were my girl. Um, okay, no, but what I did want to talk about though is Katie because I had a little bit of, sho- of a shock. I mean, same here, same here. And Katie, let me make this very clear. Katie is like, I love, 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 love Katie. And she's been one of my favorites from the get. But I definitely was thrown off about whatever happened here. Yeah, because Chelsea and Piper and Mari. Okay, Mari doesn't surprise me, but Chelsea and Piper were coming at her. That was surprising to me. That was surprising to me. But Chelsea, it seems like it looks like she's like buddies with MJ. Also, at the same time, too, it kind of harkens back to what I was saying at the top of the episode where a part of me goes, was it less dramatic? And was there a lot more like fun bonding time than we saw? On because the we show? Saw, yeah, we saw so much of just the crazy drama moments. Um, and even to the point that they're editing out all these dates and all this, like you wonder if a lot of them got really close on the show. And maybe Katie was the maybe Katie was a little more of like kind of you know when you have a little bit more of the loner who's kind of doing her own thing and then the, everyone else is like getting really close and then Katie is the one who ended up going to Matt and like 
making this statement and then the other girls are okay. like, uh, but then Katie has a good defense. Katie's basically like, dude, you guys were spreading rumors that someone was a fucking sex worker who wasn't. Oh, yes. My so thing, that's where it's like, you guys, like you, like maybe it was chill and all I like to you and all that, but th- like you all passively stood by as someone's like name was getting fucking slandered by all of you. Oh, and that's the thing you and I, this whole time when we were talking about like, some of the the women's response to Katie, we were like, but Katie went went to Matt when when a woman was called a sex worker who wasn't. Okay, a, yeah, when there was a serious issue and someone's name was being yeah was attempted to be tarnished. Yes, so you know, I I felt like um that was so necessary for Katie to like. I admired the fact that she brought that up to Matt and that Brittany yeah. didn't have to. I felt like. You know, I, I, but, but, but then they brought up, they're like, you were the one who was trashing Sarah the most. So, and she's like, yes. So, no, but then like, yeah, go on. So, no, but then I'm just like, okay, so, you know, maybe, I mean, which I like, maybe, maybe, uh, off camera or at least what wasn't shown was that before Katie then sat with Sarah. And then heard from Sarah and then we had this moment where Katie was so gracious reaching out to Sarah and like then going to the other yeah. women. Maybe Katie was talking smack and then came back to the girls and was like, you guys should stop talking about Sarah. And they were maybe like, yo, like you you were the one who you were starting these conversations. And then maybe she had a change of heart or whatever. But that know. was the funny thing is like that was the one that was what they were harping on. It was like not even that she was the one talking the worst trash on Sarah, but that then she then changed her mind. And then people are, and then Mari's like, that's fake as fuck. I'm like, okay, like. Yeah. Is it though? But speaking of Sarah, where is Sarah? Where is Sarah, Becca? I'm holding out on my hands. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, wait, why wasn't she there though? (laughs) I'm looking on her Instagram right now. Is she showing up? I know. I looked at it already. I didn't see anything. I'm sure mm, probably damn. by the time this oh, episode maybe. comes out Tuesday morning that she'll have an answer. But at least right now when we're recording this. I don't like, even know what her damn name is. What's her name? Or her last name? Trot. 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 Never mind. Found that. I saw nothing when I went on. Um, she posted stepping into Monday with an attitude with this emoji. There's no way that they didn't ask her to come, right? That wouldn't make any sense. Unless there's behind the scenes a tea. Unless she's showing up. <laughs> like our theory said. I don't know, girl. And like, comments are limited. So. I'm very interested because we were, you and I are like, there's no way Sarah's not going to be on Paradise <laughs> unless she says she doesn't want to. She does IG lives all the time with Tasha's guys like she's going to be on her and Noah have their weird flirtations going on back and forth like please she has to be on paradise so where was Sarah did you know if she's a podcast host maybe she's gonna spill it on her podcast <laughs> I don't know but I'm like hmm what is the hmm. deal with that I'll be looking forward interesting to, uh, interesting I'll be looking forward to well, uh, let's talk the Britney uh, uh, hot seat with Chris oh Harrison. God, yeah. Glad they gave her a hot seat. I'm so glad they gave her a hot seat, too. And let me <laughs> just say this. Poor thing got sent home after like a week of trauma. 
I am so I'm a fan of Britney's. I am a I'm like I'm big big Britney fan over here. Just from seeing her just in the hot seat, like yeah. The fact that she like honestly, the fact that she well, first of all, she sat down with Chris Harrison and she told him that like coming back home, she was fully traumatized for the upcoming weeks after she came home. (laughs) We find out that Anna never reached out to her in all of these months, which is kind of wild. Um, and then, you know, all of a sudden then we turn like the, the mic goes to Anna and Anna's just like, you know, she, she was very clear. She's like, I have zero, like, I can't say anything. Everything I did was so wrong, so wrong. So she very much owned that it was wrong, but also like, why didn't you reach out to her? Yeah. Like, well, I didn't all think that was weird. Was, I, don't know. I have to say, I was actually really surprised though, by how, like, I thought. Anna had a really nice apology. No, she was. It was a very like it. Like it, I was, was surprised. No, I was like, oh, yeah. that, was, that was a really good apology. There she was no make- excuses at all. It was like <laughs> everything I've ever done in my whole life is bad. And I'm sorry. That was basically like it couldn't have been a more like extreme. Like, I'm so sorry about everything. I, sh- you know, whatever. But um, oh, my God. But who asked? I was looking away from the screen. Who asked where she heard the sort from the sources? Oh, I don't know. Queen Victoria. I thought, I thought, <laughs> She's like, I thought it was But who voice. are the people who sent you these messages? And then Anna is like, well, an ex-boyfriend and some of her friends and blah, blah, blah. And then Brittany's like, like, hold on a ABC second. I know. Because I'm like, wait, if her like ex-boyfriends and ex-boyfriends, fr- I'm like. I know. Get that off the screen, guys. Come on. Also, let me say this. I loved two things. Number one. Yeah, I already know. Love that Britney took a a moment to acknowledge sex work. Validate sex workers. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Yeah, The the, the demon next to her was like shifty. (laughs) But no, the fact that she acknowledged sex workers, validated their profession and was like, you know, like, don't let the, the people get you down. Like, you know, she was just she was so sweet the fact that she used her like few minutes on that platform to make sure that that was said and that sex work wasn't shamed and then also too the fact that she had the moment where she was like Anna I've said I've said shit in the past I've learned and grow I I accept your apology like you know words can be really powerful and that that's all I'm hoping that you get from this but like I see you and I accept your apology and da 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 so I just was I was a huge fan Love her. Love her. I like her too. She seems like a really nice person. I um, hope we see her on Paradise, but we'll see. Chris, you, I have to take a moment to shout out to Chris when he brought her up into the hot seat being like, this is one of the craziest rumors I've ever heard on the history of the show. This is devastating. To have someone call you, this is devastating in general, like much less on TV. I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, Shut Chris. Up, I understand why they were considering not airing this episode because there was a lot of Chris to fill in all those gaps. Yeah, no, for real, for real. So. Um, then we saw the dates that weren't that so many dates that didn't air and dates basically where they were just torturing the women, like making them stick their hand in a box of that was insects. actually horrible. Yeah, horrible. But also that they named them like flesh eating worms and it was like mealworms, so they were just trying to like fuck with them, but made made them like get nervous about sticking Dude, their still hands. Imagine in there. being in a box and just have cockroaches crawl over you while you're trying to find oh something God. in the box. Like it is horrible. 
And then on top of that, then them them adding to it things like uh, bacteria infested cockroaches. Like they added those creepy things like, like just fire put cockroaches, crickets. mealworms and crickets. Yeah, they put like fire crickets so that you'd be nervous about like they're going to fucking bite me. Insane. I'm um, sorry. Also, can we talk about how they made them play hide and go seek? It was like, so creepy. This is hearkening back to some like Claire season low bud shit. Why the fuck are you, you making them play hide and go seek? What are like, you doing? And, <laughs> like them eating the pancakes and chugging the beer and just like, oh my God, when Katie had to, when they were all swallowing that raw egg, by the way, I was Katie. There's no way I on the planet that I could throw back a raw egg without puking. There's oh my just God, no the way. Slimy, slippery, oh, mucusy. Yeah, it's bad. I, I couldn't it's even really watch it. bad. Uh, the, the, I spent way too much time wondering where they procured the pancakes from. I was like, did they do Uber Eats with an IHOP? Was that the kitchen of the hotel? Like, I really thought a lot about that. Well, Producers whatever they were, whatever they were, uh, Chris Harrison was shading them. So hopefully they weren't from a restaurant because he was like, they were cement. So hopefully That's they what weren't I'm talking sponsored. about. He had all these weird, like, he talked way too much. I think because he talked to fill a- in the gap where it was just like, those were like cement, right? And all the girls were like, ha, 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 ha. Like it's well, your friend's dad. Also, also, there was like so many moments where I had there was a moment, by the way, with Piper where he looked at her and he goes, um, or was it was it Piper? Um, maybe it was Serena. Oh, in with Serena, he goes, she's like trying not to cry. And he just looks at her and he goes, I see you trying to compose yourself. And all I thought in my brain is I was like, see everyone how easily he could be replaced. <laughs> <laughs> it's like no shit okay hey, come on this is not tough this is not gonna be a rough replacement situation okay That's funny. And without- I, I thought the same i thought the same thing when he was asking like katie or someone where they, he was like um he was like how does it feel to watch this back and i was like wait he asks this that's where I was actually in the bachelorette edit thing i'm like oh he always like asks this of people that are like potential bachelorettes yeah, but then but then he like those moments where he would say those cringy things. I think I didn't realize how like cringy they were because I'm used to hearing the audience laugh in the background. So at least there is that when it's dead silent. You're like, oh, God, like I say, just- it's your friend's dad, like at the birthday party being like, totally. Oh, and everyone's like, ha ha ha. Yes, Mr. Harrison. Yeah, thanks. Can you buy us beer? That's how um okay so then he talked to katie like you said i think she definitely got a bachelorette edit um and uh one thing too is he was like so like like how did you feel do you feel like you have closure blah 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 and she basically said like i i'm good after watching it back i see where like i thought we were farther along but now seeing him with the other women you know da 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 and then she basically says, like, no, I'm good. I understand why. And then Chris is just like, Matt will be out here and I'm sure you'll have questions. <laughs> and then he tried to enforce it later when Matt came out. He was like, Katie, I know you have questions. And it was like, dude, she just said that she didn't have any questions. <laughs> and you're trying to push that shit. She the gets Matt, it. The parts with Matt were like really boring, to be honest. Um, they were. They were. Let's talk um, about, yeah, Abigail real quick. That was, um, I thought that that was a great conversation with Abigail where she was talking about uh, the deaf community and how she was nervous because she talks about yeah. how she's in this, this gray area. That was cool. 
Yeah, that was a that great was, conversation and very informative because I I know for myself personally, I didn't know about where she, when she was talking about the community deaf with a capital D that um, needs to use sign, but how she can still use the implants mm-hmm. and how she was nervous, how the community would accept her because she's in this, like, as she put it, gray area. Yeah. Um, uh, I would love to have her on the podcast when she's off contract to talk Ooh. about that. Yeah, that would be cool. It was, her. it was very, yeah. I loved having the moment to like acknowledge all of that and her own feelings and representing the deaf community. And yeah, it was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, and hopefully it opens the door to, you know, more further representation in the future. Yeah. Um, um, and then there was Piper, who, like I said, I'm convinced that there was uh, some conversation that went down between her and Chris Harrison that that was edited. Piper, slide into the DMs and let us know. Give me a wink. I know you're on contract. <laughs> I just three I have times to know. In an IG story. Jess will be watching. Go like this. Flutter your eyelashes in an Instagram story. Yes. And let us know because it feels to me like there were things removed. I will say, um, you know, they talked about how it was so shocking when she uh, left. Um, I don't know. He you did know, say I, like it was one of the most shocking uh, exits. Like, yeah, I was like, hmm, I don't know about that. I felt, I personally felt like it was. I mean, obviously Serena like dipped herself, but I was the most shocked when Matt got rid of Piper. Like I was convinced that Piper I was going to be. I thought with all the other girls though, like when I was looking at Brie and Michelle and Rachel, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I see. I thought Brie was going to go before, uh, before Piper. I oh, thought him and Piper had like pretty like intense chemistry. So I was like, mm. oh, I feel like maybe, I don't know. Mm. Um, and then, of course, there's Serena P. Um, and that was an interesting conversation for sure because we heard kind of the Chris Harrison piece where he was like, I thought you were the one. So we kind of had a Hannah G moment, perhaps, where it was like, mm. we all thought that you were going to probably be Matt's choice and then you were out. And it was interesting to hear her talk about the fact that like, she was like, oh, I'm falling for him. I'm into it. But there was still that needed reassurance from the family, mm-hmm. uh, of course, especially if she was like unconsciously a little bit on the fence mm-hmm. um, and then didn't get it. And I loved, too, that when he asked, you know, he was obviously prying to be like, so do you regret your decisions? <laughs> and uh, and she was like, you could tell she was just like, I, you, you could tell it was like a no. Like, I, I, I don't want to hurt him. I think he's a great guy, but like. I would have led him on basically if I was <laughs> to do it. Love that. So it was like ick confirmed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like <laughs> No, sorry. I was just going to say one the, the next thing I really want to talk about is I actually want to talk about like Matt's interaction with There's a lot we can talk about with Matt. I don't think any of it's really that interesting except that um I thought his interaction like with Victoria was so sweet. And like, yeah, so I was kind. very surprised. And I was so very surprised. He continues to be like extremely gracious and kind. And I think we heard amongst the women, numerous of them said, I believe Piper and Serena were both like, Matt makes you feel so seen. And every mm. one of these girls can can attest to that. And mm. I feel like there definitely was that energy there in him coming on stage, you know, to a certain extent, I was like, 
Matt, you shouldn't have to apologize or blame yourself for any of these things. But the fact he was so gracious, like, yeah. And I feel like that's something other bachelors might have been like, you know, I was really disappointed and like I did expect better behavior or like whatever. He didn't like do any of that. And and I don't know. He's just like really sweet and gracious kind of towards everyone. But it was particularly like when Victoria was crying and he was just like yeah. being so kind to her. I was just like, he's so nice. Oh, my God. Well, and then when she said too, where she was like, I have to thank you because y- y- I know you only have said nice things about me and like, you know. And the thing, you know, I'm dying because she was just like, well, you made me feel bad. And instead of him getting defensive, which I would have gotten because I'd be like, girl, did you see yourself on television? Like, absolutely. You like handled yourself extremely poorly. I'm sorry. That's just the facts. (laughs) Um, But instead, I feel like Matt, maybe I'm reading into this, but part of me got the energy like he's very aware of how much negativity everyone's experiencing online that he'd rather just not even add to it that it's just like you're good you're good i don't have any any disdain for anyone and then with serena c being like i hope you don't think we're bad people (laughs) and he was like no i spent one-on-one time with you and i loved becca i loved how he said I have to understand I've never been in any of these women's positions because I've never been like in this position on the show. So, of course, I have to be gracious. Like, I don't know what it's like. So I always wanted to be gracious. And I was just like, I appreciate that. Matt doesn't really seem to want like anyone to suffer, regardless of whether or not other people may feel like they're deserving of it. Like, he seems like someone who just like and, and right or wrong like whether or not his responses are are right he just seems like he doesn't you know want people to be hurt or like to yeah he seems like an incredibly kind human being and i think that's continued to be affirmed throughout this season he seems just very compassionate to me you know and it's Mm -hmm. like he's he's able to like see where other people are coming from like you said the women say that he's he makes them feel seen so yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Good on him. I like that about him. Yeah, me too. And then they give him shit for his open eye kissing, which we find out yeah. that the girls had mentioned to him. And also he didn't know that it was a bad I thing. Know. And I was like, justice for open eye kissers. I see you, Matt. I see you. <laughs> I know it's creepy as shit, but I like to look at him too. <laughs> oh, man. Give him the eyes. Um but yeah, I, I mean, I think literally every single interaction he had with all the women, none of the women, Chris was trying to press all of them to be like, what are your questions? And none of them except Piper. And Piper's question was so just kind of like, um, was there a reason why? Like her just trying to even almost ask sure. something like you could tell every every woman framed it with like, I'm super grateful for you. Thank you for how lovely you've been and, and all of that. So, yeah. Um. Also, well, their bloopers. The bloopers oh, yeah. looked fun. Uh, it looks like we found out about the bugs of Nima Colon because that was what 90% of the bloopers yep. were, was that there's yep. just horrifying amount of bug life and um, on the property. The c- and the cutscenes of Tasha and Jojo. And the cutscenes of them. And we had our first moment where we find and out ben. that he needed, a, he needed a robe to stand up because he had a boner and you've talked about that on your season and we finally now have that back scene moment when he was with back backstage moment when he was with a uh, uh Serena P and he was just like I'm going to need a robe <laughs> I think I missed that I missed that I don't know I missed that oh my god love it 
It was fantastic. Love but a boner anywho, moment. Um, next week, you know, the fantasy suites look spicy. So I think the next two weeks. Ready for the drama. Ready for the drama. Broads, uh, Thursday, we will chat about Bachelor Nation news. We got a <laughs> lot to talk about. Um, we love you all. We appreciate you. We want to send all of you love um, right now. And we'll With chat soon. With peace and love. Chat soon. With peace and love. <laughs>